Swing and a drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. And God. And they are the city of champions again. And the Tedescobos. Great coach champs. McDavid set up by Drysaddle. Another breakaway. This time, he wins it. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. And a good morning to you on our second day on Sports 1440. Kevin Carius along with you and the Duke, the Duke of Delburn. Brandon Douglas uh, behind the board. Uh, well, it's really foggy on the drive-in, so just a quick note to stay safe out there. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the roads. The kids are back to school in the next little bit, so uh, just driving into the studios here at West Edmonton Mall. Pretty uh, pretty tough conditions. Uh, visibility not the greatest, so uh, really watch yourself. Have Make sure your lights are on, obviously, everything like that. So Day number two, and I think everyone was pretty excited after uh, day number one. Uh, the text line was just jammed yesterday. I could not believe how many people were just so excited to have sports radio back on the air in Edmonton. And our text line, if you don't have it already, lock it in on your phone, one 401 1440 that's one 401 1440 you can also email me kevin at sports 1440.ca well yesterday again just a, the launch was just ecstatic uh, atmosphere around here uh, to get everything going it was a lot of hard work to get things going and it was a, a lot of uh, unknown. What were we getting into and what exactly what was going to happen on the first day? It was almost, I kind of thought of it like a, as a first date. You're excited about the prospects. You weren't sure exactly what was going to happen, but you kind of got familiar with things as the show went on and I think as the day went on and I think uh, everyone was happy with the end result. The Duke of Delburn, he was uh, on the air as well. Uh, Brandon, how did you enjoy your first uh, show? Basically getting things going with uh, Fantasy Frenzy at 11 o'clock, uh, along with Connor Halley. What was that like for you? And uh, what was your experience like on your first day? It was awesome. The the outpouring of uh, support for the show and, and interest in it. I, I knew there was um, a market for a fantasy uh, kind of show here in the mm-hmm. city, but we couldn't even get like the the text line like you said was so busy all day like i couldn't even get one read before there's a whole new column of them here and it shifts them down so uh appreciate all the support and we'll be right back with another great guest today so have everybody back here at 11 o'clock but we got a great show uh, in the meantime here yeah we sure do and we're keeping an eye on that uh canada basketball game with slovenia 40 to 38 uh slovenia is leading canada and that kind of brings us to our last guest of the day, and that's going to be Arash Madani. He will join us around 10.30, 10.40 in that area following this game uh, in the Philippines. Uh, he's been traveling all over following this team. So Arash Madani will join us at uh, 10.30, 10.40. Of course, Canada with a big win over Spain uh, the other day to book its spot for a qualifier in uh, the Olympics. So I don't think uh, the Canadian basketball men's program has been in a better place. Everyone seems to be on board with the picture moving forward. So we'll be keeping an eye on that game for sure. 
our first guest today, we're going to lead things off about quarter after seven, 20 after seven, with a guy by the name of Ron Chizowski. Now, Ron will be dialing in from Germany. He left Edmonton area, St. Albert, after playing his junior hockey there and went down to northern Michigan. After that, he went to Germany and basically set up roots there. Now, the key to Ron and what his, uh, his uh, link to Edmonton is that he coached Leon Dreisaitl, uh, back when Leon was on the German under-16 team, I believe, and also Toby Reeder was on that team as well. So uh, we're going to hook up with uh, Ron Chizowski from Germany coming up about 7.15, 7.20. Uh, at 7.40, and he actually just came into the studio, and he's uh, you can't uh, ask for a better sports fan that's in the country music business. Uh, he's over at CFCW doing some promo stuff, I believe, uh, in the next little bit. But uh, Brett Kissel. Uh, will join us in studio just to talk about his uh, love and uh, his connection with the Oilers. He's uh, good friends with a lot of guys. Uh, Jordan Eberle, one that was on the Jason Greger show yesterday. So uh, Brett Kissel will join us uh, about 7.40 or so, something like that. Uh, 8 o'clock is our daily segment with Mark Spector. On the mark, we call it. And that's, of course, brought to you by our headliner. Not our headliner, possibly... It will be a headliner someday, Spec, but uh, he will be joining us every day at 8. Our headliner, pardon me, at 8.20 will be Darren Rovell, and that's an interesting cat. He's a sports business reporter from the Action Network, and uh, Rovell has broken a lot of stories, and there's a kind of a cool one going on right now about um, a Michael Jordan jersey that's kind of floating around, being auctioned off, and he's going to kind of give us uh, the goods on that. Uh, at uh, 8.40 will be uh, Rick Lalasher, the president of the Edmonton Elks, and he's only been on the job for about, oh, three weeks or so, and Lalasher, he's got a lot of work to do, and obviously it's an interim position after he took over for Victor Quee, but Lalasher will join us at 8.40. Uh, 9 o'clock is our weekly guest, our weekly co-host, I should say, and that will be David Schlemko. And uh, when I was kind of putting together the team for weekly co-hosts, and Schlemko is going to join us uh, from 9 to 11 every Wednesday, I, I was kind of looking at certain individuals, and Schlemko has the one thing I thought about Schlemmer was his perseverance about getting to the NHL staying in the NHL for several years and basically keeping uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a legitimate job on the blue line for, for many years. He played over 400 games, uh, great teammate. He's a, a solid guy, and, and this is kind of his first foray into broadcasting, but I'm sure he's going to have a lot of stories for you, and he's a local guy, and we're looking forward to that. We'll have some open uh, text time, and again, our text time, one 401 We'll have that uh, along with David Schlemko talking, little interaction. Again, this is your station, Capital Region. We want you to be a part of it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we're looking to possibly lock up uh, Chris Morris. We're working on that as uh, the uh, Alberta Golden Bears uh, won their first game of the uh, U-Sports season and now will play Manitoba this week. At 10 o'clock, now this is one of the cooler guests that we'll have in a long time. His name is Chris Cook. If you get time this morning, um, check him out. He's on Twitter and it's spelled C-O-C-H. It's pronounced Cook. Uh, He's got a website called If I Can. It's absolutely remarkable what this individual has been doing uh, across not only Alberta, the the world is where he takes his his uh, 
his presence. He's been going, doing public speaking, and I'm going to kind of leave it at that point to, to see exactly if some people kind of look him up and check him and see exactly what exactly he does and stuff like that. And then again, at 1020, we'll have some open time to talk text and everything and uh, Arasha Madani at 1040. Uh, let's bring in the Duke again. Uh, so did you have a chance? I mean, you were, I know you were just, just absolutely crushed yesterday with everything, but uh, I started to watch the Blue Jays game at well, it was a late game in Oakland, 7.40, in front of friends and family. Uh, I mean, if the crowds get any smaller in Oakland, they're going to have to put turnstiles on the, uh, or fractions on the turnstiles. It's amazing how this franchise has gone right into the toilet. Uh, there were maybe, I don't know, 500 people in the stands, if that. Uh, the Blue Jays won 7-1, to one, so they're still in the thick of a of a pennant race, but did you get a chance to watch a little bit of that last night? And did you just see the atmosphere in, uh, in Oakland Duke? Yeah. So I, I listened to it on the, the drive home once I finally did get out of here and then, um, yeah, tuned into the game and you talk about the situation in Oakland. They mentioned it on the broadcast a little bit about, um, like Chris Bassett, uh, who got his career start in Oakland. Of course, he'd actually made some comments before his start last night, uh, about the situation there. And I mean, they fielded some, uber competitive mm-hmm. teams and, and you know, challenging for pennants and, and, and World Series and whatnot. So it is a shame to see the situation. Of course, the the potential move to Las Vegas, nothing necessarily concrete on that front yet, but it kind of looks like that's the, the way things are going, which is a huge blow for, for Oakland sports fans. I mean, they only lost the Raiders a couple of years ago too. Well, and that land deal in Vegas was on again, off again. The commissioner of baseball, uh, Rob Manford, could have handled this better. Um, the ownership group could have handled this better. In the meantime, the players coming in and out of Oakland, I mean, the team is just laughable what they put on the field every day. Um, actually, that Ken Waldachuk threw a pretty good game for for the first six innings and then threw it to the bullpen, and they just incinerated. But the players that went through, and even, in, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have watched the movie Moneyball, and they've seen exactly what the situation was in Oakland and that's a long time ago that's that's 20 years ago Moneyball when uh, you know they lost to the Yankees in the early 2000s and had to get rid of Johnny Damon and Jason Isringhausen and, and guys like that but I mean this franchise I don't even know how it can operate on the major league level it's 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 probably below a triple a franchise the the amount of money that they're willing to spend and and the quality of the product on the field, uh, yeah, it's that's not an outlandish statement by any stretch. Keeping an eye on that uh, national men's basketball game in Philippines, it's uh, Canada fifty, Slovenia forty seven. Might be a little bit behind here, and that looks like it's about uh, under two minutes left in the uh, second quarter. But boy, I mean, this is. Well, two of the uh, top scorers in the tournament, you got SGA for Canada, and then you got uh, Donkic for Slovenia. Two of the top players right now that are left in the tournament, really, when you think about it, 50 to 49 now, uh, Canada leading. Have you been able to keep an eye on any of this, uh, Duke, just to see a little bit of what Canada's direction is? I mean, new coach, um, new philosophy maybe. And um, it's just, I think when the Raptors won, the NBA title a few years ago, that increased awareness, increased everything in our country for our national program and where it's heading. So have you been able to kind of appreciate that wave as we move forward? Well, yeah, the the Raptors championship run that really excited um, a whole new generation of, of basketball fans in Canada. And I think the excitement around this national program team this summer 
Um, once you saw a lot of these NBA talent and very good NBA talent players uh, take a step towards it, of course, the unfortunate situation, Jamal Murray not able to mm-hmm. end up going. But, uh, I mean, Dylan Brooks has been great. And, I mean, there was a lot of talk about him after Memphis's exit from the playoffs last year. I think he's re-solidified himself as, you know, a legitimate NBA player and, and a, a good one. Of course, his defense was never in question. But there was uh, the rumors about him, his next team being in China. Well, I don't think that's going to be the case uh, anytime soon now. Text line is open uh, as usual, 24-7, We've got uh, one coming in from Richard in St. Albert. It's probably the uh, most important text of the day. It could be, uh, so it just says, good morning, Kevin. Great to have you doing the AM show. I heard you mention it, but please have people ensure their running lights are on. Dash lights don't mean your marker lights are on. Again, when we were driving into the station this morning, uh, Pretty foggy conditions, visibility not the best. Uh, kids are back to school. We'll be uh, kind of heading out of the house here in the next oh, hour or so, uh, walking to schools and things like that. So really keep a keen eye out there. I'm sure the fog will hopefully be lifting as we get a little more light going on in the morning. Uh, that FIBA basketball game, I think uh, just nearing the end of the half, uh, 50 to 50 right now, Canada and Slovenia. Once again, we'll have a rash Madani who's covering the team uh, for Roger Sportsnet, the uh, FIBA sideline reporter, as it were. Uh, and you know what? Arash has covered a lot of things in a lot of places uh, in his career. And one of the things we're going to talk to him about is just what it's been like covering this team, you know, you know, I think they went from Jakarta, if I'm correct, uh, all the way now to the Philippines. So the, the team's been traveling a little bit, and uh, that's tough. That's tough on the team. I mean, it, there's, it's a situation where you're you're going all over, you know, the, the the world when you're traveling, and it takes a lot out of you. And that's why it's such a remarkable feat what this team is doing and getting ready for exactly what they are. Their main goal really is, and that would be the uh, Olympics next year in 2024. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be Ron Chazowski. He is the sports director of EHC Munich and a former coach of Edmonton Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl. This is the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440. Welcome back to the big program. It is about 7.16 coming up. uh, 7.17 now just changed uh, in uh, Edmonton and area foggy day in the capital region it's a little rough out there for sure so again uh, just stay safe uh, make sure your lights are on uh, kids are back to school so uh, we're just awaiting uh, to hook up with uh, Ron Chazowski the uh, sports director of uh, EHC that's hockey club in Munich uh, former coach of Leon Dreisaitl so uh, our text line is open one 401 pretty easy to remember Pretty easy to remember. Um, Texters coming in. What a breath of fresh air on my morning drive the last couple of days. So happy that uh, Sports Talk Radio is back in town. That's Clinton LeBlanc. Uh, Thank you very much for that. And uh, another one uh, from Caleb. He wants to know, can you talk about what happened to the Mariners last night? Well, I would imagine that it was a blown save by uh, Munoz. Uh, Looks like he gave up a a late run in the ninth inning to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I think there's a lot of Mariners fans on this side and 
whenever the Mariners play the Jays, that's an amazing, an amazing uh, experience. If you've ever had the chance to go to Seattle to spend the weekend or whatever when the Jays play there, I mean, the Jays, it's basically a home game for them, but uh, they lose last night to Cincinnati by a score of seven to six. But I mean, they've been on a tear. I mean, an absolute tear of the Mariners, 76, seven and 61 on the season. So they're a team that there's no question will be heard from as we move forward here in the last couple of weeks of the season. As we talked about uh, off the top, the Blue Jays ended up winning in Oakland last night 7-1, and they just basically do what everyone else does, and that's beat uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, hey, uh, if uh, Orist and Ev are listening in St. Albert, get your son Ronnie to dial in from Germany so we can uh, talk to him about what's happening over there. Come on, Ev, we need you. So um, we're just kind of awaiting that. Uh, I'll bring in uh, Brandon Douglas, the Duke of Delmore. And we didn't really talk a little bit about it. Well, we just touched on it. But yesterday, your, your background and how you kind of got into the broadcasting angle and, and what you're trying to get out of it. We, we talked about your background, but what, what do you want to get out of it here? What, what are your goals and aspirations? And I, I, I think I heard Gregor talk about it yesterday too, about a... Well, it's the end of the line coming up for a guy like me. Gregor's still, he's probably on hole 14, 15. But you guys are just kind of getting into it yourself and Connor. Well, Connor's been doing it for quite a while. But what kind of future do you see in this business for for guys like yourself? Well, I think when you look at careers like uh, ones that you and Jason have carved out for yourselves amongst so many others here in the Edmonton region, uh, like I... Growing up, I didn't know sports talk radio existed or was a thing. You know, out in, mm-hmm. out in the sticks, you have the local country station and maybe one other, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and I, I loved radio. Uh, but when I moved to Edmonton for school, you know, first finding uh, 1260 and, and listening mm-hmm. to, to Gregor in the afternoons was like, opened my eyes. I was like, imagine being able to do this for a living. That would be incredible. And, and as you kind of realize that's a something that can happen, you know, you go out and get a little bit of training. Like uh, I'd mentioned yesterday, I went to Nate and had some great instruction there, learning a lot of this back end stuff and the technical side of it. And you, you work on things just like this about being on mic and, and talking about things that people are interested in. Yeah. Being able to, to do this for the foreseeable future about, you know, taking the, a show like Connor and I have at 11 to 12 every day with mm-hmm. the fantasy frenzy, expanding that, um, talking about things, not only from the, um, kind of unbiased side of things, but also integrating a lot more personal side into it as a fan, right? And things that as fans we like to see and rooting for your fantasy team or I know personally I I enjoy some um, responsible sports gambling as well and stuff like that, kind of integrating that into more of the everyday conversation as it becomes more uh, legal across more areas and across Canada and stuff too, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see all the sports gambling websites. We see all the advertising. I think and you hear some people not happy about it, but these are the companies that are advertising that are willing to spend a lot <clears throat> to keep the industry going. Our uh, One of our hockey insiders, Frank Cerevelli, has uh, tweeted out uh, that the Penguins have announced that longtime San Jose Sharks GM and Hockey Hall of Famer Doug Wilson has been hired as a senior advisor to Kyle Dubas and hockey operations. So that's a, a pretty good get for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins as they continue to put together their front office team. We had Frank on yesterday. Uh, his view of the Penguins was, you know, and he's in the, the, the state of Pennsylvania. He's in Philadelphia. So I would say I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that he's the most attuned to what's going on with the Flyers and the Penguins. Uh, you know, the window's getting there right now. You th- 
you know, Sidney Crosby, Kenny Malkin getting a little longer in the tooth. Uh, the, the window is closing in Pittsburgh. They pick up Eric Carlson from San Jose. I think it's a situation where they've got to make some hay while the sun shines here fairly quickly. I think that uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins will, uh, and a, a lot of our textures that had sent things in yesterday, they were saying, you know, this is on Tristan Jari. Tristan Jari, if he can play the way he has been playing and the, the way he can play, the Penguins have a chance to uh, maybe, maybe make some noise out there. Um, text line one Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Oh, this is uh, one that's uh, Wade Welty, and uh, this is a guy that's kind of uh, an alma mater of uh, of mine. That says, uh, "Good morning, Kevin. Thrilled that you uh, guys reach us down here in Southwest Saskatchewan, Richmond, early in the AM. Anyway, uh, maybe you'll give us a little more juice, and we can listen to you clear out all day. Congrats again, as a Mills alum, hoping for some." SJ stories, and that comes from Wade Welty. And Wade was a he was a good player. Wade was uh, he came a lot longer after I played. Uh, was lucky enough to play in the SJHL for the Melville Millionaires, and Wade played there a little bit after. But uh, he was an Alberta guy. Went in there, was a good leader, uh, played uh, a strong forward game, and uh, haven't really talked or seen Wade for many many years. But uh, appreciate the text coming in from Wade for sure. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, boy, I, I, the, the text line just still blows me away. The amount that comes in, uh, is that, is that something that you saw too, Duke or what? Well, yeah, like uh, you'd, we'd mentioned it yesterday, how now if when you text us, you can put a signature on it for us, <laughs> give us your name, maybe where you're coming from or something. Now we can save those contacts right in here in our text line. So then you don't have to sign it every time. Uh, so yesterday it was kind of like, oh, I'll put this in as we go at each name. But it was, there were so many flooding in yeah. that I couldn't even keep up. So like once I got home last night, I sat down <laughs> while watching the Blue Same Jays game and, and went back and typed in uh, everybody's name and everything. So we got a lot of them saved. Uh, so throughout the day, if you texted us yesterday, maybe throw a signature on it again today just in case. But moving forward, if you're a regular texter, hopefully we have your name uh, right off the cuff as soon as your your number comes through. This uh, I got one here for you, Kevin. Yeah. Um, this came through a little bit ago from the, the King of Fort Nasty. And I don't know what fort that is. If it's Fort Saskatchewan, shout out. That's where I come in from every morning. Um, good morning, KK and Duke. I'm curious who each of your <laughs> NFL teams are. Who are you rooting for this season? Well, first, got to love the King of Fort Nasty. I think he's texted in before. I think he's been on with Gregor a couple times too. But uh, I'll be honest, and I can't get past this, um, and, and I don't think Connor will be very happy with me, but I was San Diego. Chargers. Once they left San Diego, I couldn't follow them to L.A. How's that sound? Um, just, just didn't feel right. I don't like the the L.A. scene with all the teams and and San Diego. Such with Dan Fouts and Junior Seau and all these guys. I mean, they were just and they they were so close so many times, um, but they just didn't have what it took to get over that line. Um, but San Diego for me before they moved to L.A. And then now I've sort of, I think I'm like a lot of guys that with fantasy football has changed the way I look at how I cheer for teams and how I look at what's happening on that slate of games. So I think uh, I'd probably go more so individually now just because I'm rooting for my guys in fantasy football. So what about you? 
when I first got into football back uh, from playing Madden when I was younger, actually, is how I got into it first. It was just a matter of whatever team drafted my creative <laughs> player and stuff. So it was the Houston Texans, naturally, because they're terrible. So always picking nice and high. Um, and yeah, right now, not a lot of uh, things to root for on that front. So for the last couple of seasons, much like you, it's been a lot more investment into the individual players and stuff. But things are looking up for Houston here. I think uh, CJ Stroud should at least provide a little bit of excitement on the offensive side of the ball this year is exciting, exciting young quarterback. But yeah, the Texans are my guys. When you were doing your fantasy, um, did you, uh, were you really cognizant of the fact of all the rookie quarterbacks this year? And how many guys do you think can live up to their expectation? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit with Justin Boone yesterday on uh, on Fantasy Frenzy, Connor and I, and it, there's some really exciting ones that aren't going to be probably right off the hop, like a guy like Will Levis. Uh, a lot of people are comparing his upside to maybe that of Josh Allen. Their profiles coming out of college are very similar as a little bit of um, you know a gunslinger, great arm, um, accuracy and issue, things like that. Mm-hmm. But when you have high picks like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson is well going to be all opening day starters for their respective clubs. Each of them are going to be facing different issues. Uh, Houston, not a lot of weapons around CJ Stroud, at least in top tier talent on the receiver side. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he doesn't have his <laughs> yeah. Pro Bowl running back beside him. Uh, and then down in Carolina, Bryce Young, the undersized thing. And it, by all accounts, he's smart as a whip uh, when it comes to knowing the game. But being that small and going up against these big D linemen, it's, it's going to be a challenge regardless of how smart you are. I took Bryce Young with the final pick in our Doopies draft. And uh, that was, uh, well, I mean, everyone was saying, well, what are you picking him for? Well, you know, no one said Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes, did they, back in the day? So maybe we can get a flyer on that. Uh, text line is just swamped again. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. Now, this is a real cool one from uh, Ian from St. Paul. And we're going to touch on a few Blue Jay te- uh, texts coming in. Uh, my wife and I are having a kid in October, and I am a diehard Jays fan. I have a $200 bet that I will have a boy or the Jays make the playoffs. I win 400 if I'm right about both. Well, I, <laughs> I'd like to see what your wife has to say about everything there, but uh, thanks for the text. It'll just keep them coming in. That's, that's, that's just outstanding. Um, the other one uh, that just came in is, uh, I got to find it now. It was, uh, oh, this was the funny one about uh, it, 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 when you were talking about uh, the drafts. So one of our guys in the draft, our, our Doopies draft, his name is Jeff Jackson. So the guy, a texter, Ontario Mom sends one in. Is Jeff Jackson the missing ingredient to get the Oilers over the hump? But I was tuned in to Jeff Jackson, the chef. And I was thinking, well, what would he have to do with it? You know, so now it's uh, uh, so yes, I, you know what? Uh, bringing in new analytics and management—that's the texture, uh, Ontario Mom. So, um, when Jeff Jackson was hired, the first thing that everybody went through in their minds—the first thing that every that went through everybody's minds—was the fact that yes, he is the key to get Connor McDavid signed long term, and if Connor McDavid signs long term. Um, Leon Dreisaitl signs long-term. Frank Saravoli was on yesterday, and he did an article on Daily Faceoff a few weeks ago basically saying that it was about a 90% chance, he felt, that both guys would be back here long-term. Um, there's still two two years to go for McDavid, three years to go uh, for Leon Dreisaitl. Um, is he the difference that makes things in Edmonton? Well, 
I think a lot of things happen on the ice. He can help. There's no question about it. He's in tune to absolutely everything around the league. Um, he's a brilliant mind. He's been around the game. He played the game. I think he's a rare breed when you look at executives that can relate. A lot of high-ranking executives in the NHL, whether they be, let's just say, if you want to compare... I mean, they have different titles, but say a Kyle Dubas, well, Jeff Jackson has all those other elements. He has, well, I was a former player. I know what it's like to be in the trenches. I was a former agent. I know what it's like to be on the other side of the table in negotiating. So it can do nothing but help. And I think it was a major, major score that the Oilers picked up when they signed uh, Jeff Jackson, brought him aboard a couple of months ago. So... Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It is seven thirty one in Edmonton and area. Same, same story that we wanted to talk about off the top. A um, little foggy. I think it's starting to lift a little bit. It might peek our head out the door here in a bit, but uh, I think uh, a little foggy still. Kids are on their way to school in the next little bit. Stay safe. Keep your lights on, and again, uh, uh, make sure that you're. Uh, uh, cognizant to the kids going to school. Uh, I'm actually corrected. Dry settles up first and then McDavid. And then I was just going to check that out. And I think I, I knew it as soon as I said it. So uh, yes, two the other way, three the other way. So thank you for the texture for my correction. So uh, 731, are we still awaiting the uh, Ron Chizowski? Still not getting back to us, eh? Too bad, Ronnie. We're trying to, we're going to see what, we've got Brett Kissel coming in here. So we might have to bump Ron to a little bit later in the show. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, yes, that was from Shane, the hairball from HF. Thanks for the correction. Dry settles up first, then McDavid. Uh, good morning, guys. Tuning in on the way to work. Uh, Jay from Sylvan Lake. Thanks a lot. Wayne King, day two, and that is the king of nasty. So, uh, you gotta love these names. I don't, I don't know. I I just put my straight name on a lot of stuff. I don't know what you do or what whatever, but I just I just go with the name King of Fort Nasty, uh, longtime AM Nasty member, thus the King of Fort Nasty. There he goes. So, Duke. Yeah, the uh, the creativity that people come up with for some of their uh, their text line names. I mean, it's it's fun. You you can. It's a nice balance of being living in anonymity and, and not having to throw your real name on something. But there's always a flip side to that when you people are, might be a little more bold in what they have to say when they don't have their real name on it. But we haven't seen any of that yet through a, a day and in 32 minutes of uh, relaunching here on Sports 1440. So always keep the text line positive and um, or not necessarily positive, but mm-hmm. uh, above board, I guess, would be the better way of saying that. And again, I apologize for my first mistake in 33 years of broadcasting, saying that uh, Connor McDavid was up uh, first, Leon Dreisaitl second. So yes, it's uh, Leon Dreisaitl for two more years, Connor McDavid for three. Uh, You know, every team, when you look at rosters in the NHL, they're always top-heavy. The most successful teams, I think, are anyway when you're trying to build a team. And that's just the way it is when you're putting teams together and you have no choice but to pay the guys that you want to keep. Um, the Leafs are a good example. The Oilers are a good example. Pittsburgh Penguins are a good example. Um, we had a texter yesterday talking about Vegas. And actually, I think it, now, that I, that, now that I remember, it wasn't it wasn't a texter. It was uh, Chief Dale McPhee when he came in. And he was talking about how Vegas was put together. And the Golden Knights are maybe not quite as t- top heavy. I mean, they have Jack Eichel. They have uh, Mark Stone. 
so they, they would be their top two guys. So maybe they aren't quite as top-heavy as, as other teams. Petrangelo, I guess, you have to add in there. So in the big picture, they probably are very close to what the Oilers and Penguins and, and Leafs are. But uh, some teams just... That's the way it is, and that's how you have to build, and that's the, the, the age we live in with the salary cap. 733, text line open, 1-833-401-1440. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank goodness sports radio is back. Uh, any feedback on the static on AM 1440 radio? That's uh, from Alex. Thanks, Alex, once again. So, we understand where the transmitter is, and it's in Wetaskiwin, and in some areas it will be a little hit and miss um, and a little staticky. Uh, but, you know, 1260 was staticky. 630 is staticky sometimes. You go downtown and you can't pick up things in, in some, some areas. Recommend you just go to the app store. It's free. Download iHeartRadio, Stingray, Radio Player app. It's all free. That signal's crystal clear. Uh, and, of course, we appreciate you listening to uh, Sports Radio. Uh, day two, so easy, rolling out of bed to Sports Radio. Uh, back in February, I lost my father at the age of 62, much too early. 1260 was something that got me through most days. When it suddenly shut down, I found myself not wanting to get up in the mornings. Found it hard to focus found it weird and found it hard to focus as weird as that sounds today felt like normal for the first time in months thank you rbs so that text came yesterday uh we kind of missed it but he sent uh one out of well is again today day two so easy rolling out of bed so i mean you just look at how much sports radio means to the listeners in our area that text says it all lost his father age of 62 much too early. 1260 was something that got him through those days. So, you know, I mean, I think Gregor's talked about it. Him and his dad, who passed away way too early, would listen to John Short. That's what we're trying to build here. We're trying to build a connection to our listeners through informative program, programming, passionate programming. We are instilled in the community, our charitable Views are very, very high and the same. Um, you know how much Gregor's done uh, in his charitable foundations. And I've been lucky enough to be part of some good ones over the years with a, a couple million dollars going to Easter Seals. And um, 1440 is continuing that with our drive here with Sports Central and the Sports Central bike drive. So we'll be collecting bikes for the next... Uh, month or so on Saturdays you can drop them off United Sports and Cycle Revolution Cycle Bonnie Dune Shopping Center and Londonderry Mall so you can drop those off anytime September 9th 16th 23rd and 30th so we really appreciate you getting on board with that and hopefully we can make a difference to a lot of kids at Sport Central Text line, been fortunate enough to get photos with dry sidle at the season. Holder photo ops two times in a row. The wife keeps dropping me out of the photo. So how do I change that this year? I'm uh, nowhere as strong on my skates. That comes from North Side Norm. So, you know, that's a cool event when all the, the, the fans get to go to that photo op. They sit around with the players. They talk to the players. The players are engaging. Um it's a time for, for them to maybe let their guard down a little bit. And it's a t- 
time for the fans to get to know the players a little bit. Yesterday we had Grant Fuhr on, and he will be our Tuesday co-host from 9 to 11 from Coachella Valley in uh, Arizona. And, you know, he... He said he was talking about how the, the game has changed not only between the players and the fans from years ago when he played, but just that that engagement. And I think if that can be brought back a little more to what it was, I think that's good for the game for sure, good for the fans, and good for the players for sure. Uh, this is Foreman James. Thanks for being back on the radio. I'm formerly from Edmonton, moved to northern BC. This keeps me in contact with back home listening on iHeartRadio from Pothole Foreman James. So thanks a lot for that. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll probably hook up with Ron Chazowski a little later if we can. If not, we'll get Ron on another time. But hopefully we've got Brett Kissel in the studio, and he will join us right after on the Kevin Carrier Show right after this break, Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program, 741. Uh, one texter just <laughs> sends one uh, text in just a little while ago. It's Rob Tichkowski, not Ron. Well, I was talking about Ron Chizowski. So a couple of Ukrainian guys, you know, you, I know you could mix those guys up. That comes from uh, Elevator Darren. Uh Excited to bring in our next guest, Braden Studio, who's making the rounds here in the Stingray Studios, Brett Kissel. Uh, Brett, welcome to uh, Sports 1440. I know you're a massive sports fan, most notably Oilers. But uh, absolutely. What's it like to kind of be that kind of fan when you're in the business, you are a recording country superstar? Well, it's far far from superstar, <laughs> uh, but I certainly love my Oilers. There's no no uh, doubt about that. And I, I give my dad and my brother big time credit because when I was I was a kid, you know, playing, playing guitar and stuff like that, it was my brother who, you know, always said, hey, like, you know, if you actually get good at this thing, you might be able to sing some anthems, <laughs> you know, and then here I've been and able to do a lot of them, you know, and, but I, I, I love, I love when country music and, uh, and sports get, get to mix and getting a chance to go and watch so many incredible games and uh, follow the Oilers around. It's really fun going into other buildings. I've probably been in, I don't know, 18 mm-hmm. or 19 different ranks now in the NHL, watching the Oilers play over the last, you know, decade. And it's really, really fun to go into another city, wear your Oiler jersey and watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and and Nuge do what they do and pull out a big W in some random city. It's pretty fun. Why do you think sports athletes, whatever they are, a lot of them want or think they can be singers, country (laughs) stars, entertainers, and singers, entertainers would like to be a sports athlete. Why do you think that is? It's it's so interesting, that dynamic. And I, I talked to a lot of the guys about that because I think everybody who has ever picked up a guitar still wishes <laughs> that they could have, you know, enjoyed the glory years of those big touchdown passes or hitting a home run in the World Series or scoring an overtime goal in the NHL. Everybody just wants that, whereas all of the athletes think yeah, but it's really cool to step out on stage in front of 20,000 and and perform your heart out and, and, and deliver a show in that way. I don't know why uh, those two relationships are so cohesive, but it's been like that since the since the very beginning. But it's guys like uh, Jordan Eberle, to, yes. to, to drop a name. He's a guy that I love, but he also bothers me big time <laughs> because he's 
a, a great hockey player and he's become a great guitar player. And it, it sucks that he can do both because I can't, I'm, I'm a, I'm a terrible hockey player, but I love to play guitar. I'm like, why, why, why do you get to do both? You know, why are you so cool? And so I'm sure over the years, I didn't know you, uh, he w- might be the closest oiler or ex-oiler that you are. Yeah. Have been yeah with, r- really sure. good friend. Yeah. I'm sure you've given him some tips over the years. Has he given you any tips playing hockey? Well, I did. Uh, no, but uh, I've actually given him quite a few tips in playing crib. Uh, oh. We we play cards all the time, yeah. and we had a we had a big match once where if I beat him, he has to give me a full set of gear. Like I'm talking full, top to bottom. I don't know if yeah. that's two grand worth of gear or if that's ten thousand dollars worth of gear. I'm talking, and he and I are the same size. Yeah. So I said everything. I want everything from, from your skates to your helmet <laughs> and everything in between. And if you win though, I'll give you one of my guitars. You just go to my collection. You just choose one of my guitars, probably same value, probably four grand, five grand. Yeah. And I whooped him. Oh, so yeah. It. So I, uh, I, I'm still waiting on a couple of pieces, but a hockey bag, the whole nine yards. Oh yeah. And you know, so you, I think I could strap him on and I could, uh, that, that was when he was still playing for, uh, for the Islanders. Right. And you know that he's going to the, his suppliers and saying, Hey, can you give me a free pair of gloves? I got, you know, he's not going down to, he's not going down to uh, United Cycle no, and buying uh, although a I rack. Think you've got some, some great gear. What did I see on, on Instagram the other day of, of a, of a dad who went and he was buying his, his kid new goalie equipment. Like I actually can't believe how expensive that is, mm-hmm. which is why I just got to tip my cowboy hat to every hockey parent out there who's working their tail off yep. in, in their jobs so that they can afford to put their kid through hockey and, and, and chase that dream. That was crazy. For me, my parents just got me, my meemaw got me a guitar from the Sears catalog and that's all it took. Right. And I think that was $79. That's it. So all these hockey parents with those full scale equipment, like that's, that's crazy. Country singing star Brett Kissel joins us on the Kevin Carey Show. It's uh, 746 in Edmonton. So you're making the rounds a little bit in, in town here. You say you're going to Lloyd Minster. You've got an event there. Kind of run us down through your schedule here. It's it's a crazy schedule. Yeah, September is really busy. Uh, Lloyd Minster is going to be tomorrow. I'm really excited to uh, come back to that part of the province. It's been a long time. Uh, the Canadian Country Music Awards are going to be in Hamilton, uh, Ontario. So that's next weekend. Uh, excited to debut a new song with a friend of mine named Cooper Allen. If anybody follows him on TikTok, guy's got 9 million followers. He's just hilarious. Wow. And he's, uh, he's a, a budding superstar. But we just announced on uh, your sister station here at Stingray on yep. CFCW, uh, two very exciting shows that are coming, uh, you know, to the northeastern Alberta area. One of them is my hometown of Bonneville, Alberta, on Saturday, December the sixteenth. But another big one is on New Year's Eve, on December thirty first. Uh, the River Cree has wow. invited me to come and play at the venue for a big party on uh, on New Year's Eve. So uh, those tickets actually everything goes on sale on Friday. So you can just go to brettkessel.com And but I was actually here not to not to promote or. Yeah. Talk about country music. I'm just excited that Sports 1440 is on the air, <laughs> and we got sports again uh, in in Edmonton in this part of the province. So congratulations and thanks and very welcome much to the Stingray family. Well, we're so excited. The last uh, 24 hours has been just off the charts, is a, a terminology yeah. you would use, but pretty cool, eh? It it has been, and it's been a whirlwind just to get this going. Jason Greger's done an amazing job to kind of facilitate this through Jackie Ray and Susan Reed here to and everyone at Stingray and, and then the Nation Network. Uh, I think it's been a great launch so far. Absolutely. So, and I, I mean, just by the text lines, you can, if you've got a question for Brett, uh, 1-833-401-1440. And don't heckle me like people do on, on Twitter or X, on whatever X, yeah. it's called. They're giving it to you now? Oh man, all the time. Uh, it's crazy. But at the same time, hey, it's a, 
We, just is is what it is. Exactly. When you were saying, like, when you first picked up a guitar when you were a kid, you said, well, maybe I could play an anthem. So you, how many anthems would you say you've done? 20 yet? 20, You know what? Pro- probably my first anthem for the Oilers was November 21st, 2006, okay. against the Flames. Um, uh, Peter Sikora ended up scoring uh, an wow. overtime goal at okay. that game. And you thought it was because <clears throat> of you, you started to think you were the good luck Well, here's, here's a funny story. I told all my friends and family, I said, I'm doing the anthem. I'm doing the anthem. Make sure you watch on TV. Make sure you watch on TV. Well, those regional games, they didn't have the anthems on TV. Mm-hmm. So everybody was watching the game anyway, but they didn't, they didn't see my anthem. What they did see is the Oilers gave us seats right along the glass in the corner where Peter Sikora scored. And my dad, who's the most kind, gentle guy you've ever met he he was about five or six Molson Canadians in <laughs> and he's banging on the glass losing his mind because the Oilers have scored uh two to one in overtime and uh and it's funny because I get to school the next day thinking everybody's gonna be like good job Brett you know I'm in high school thinking I'm gonna get a pat on the back well nobody saw it but everybody <laughs> saw my dad on TV so that was pretty cool oh no question and you're we were talking a little bit off uh off here about your family it means so much to you everyone's family does um you homeschool your kids, you and yep. your wife. Uh, mm-hmm. You spend less time in Nashville because you want to raise them in a different atmosphere, f- close to family, close to friends, things like that. Yeah. Just kind of run your philosophy and how you balance everything like that. Well, balance is, is is very difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody. What I try to achieve is, is this word called symmetry and try to make sure that my life at home is is going in the best possible way that it possibly can be. And then also understand that, you know, my career is very important to me and my career is the thing that allows us to have these great experiences. So making sure that you're actually not taking from one bucket mm-hmm. to put into the other bucket. And that's how you kind of achieve balance. If you look at the way scales, it's actually just about understanding that both of them can actually be going in a forward motion um, and you can achieve symmetry so that they kind of mirror each other. If one is lacking, then the other is probably lacking too. So there's an opportunity for both sides of my life um, to be going in a really beautiful way and and in a great direction. Choosing to homeschool our kids and choosing to come back to Alberta over the last couple of years was important. I love the province of Mm -hmm. Alberta. I love the mindset of Albertans. I really, really love being out here in the West with people who love to work hard, people who are in the oil and gas sector. I'm a big energy guy. Like This is my home and we had an opportunity to also buy the family farm for right. my grandparents out in St. Paul area. So because of that, we give our kids an opportunity to climb trees and put their feet in the dirt and plant a garden and and go shoot deer in November and mm-hmm. just be a part of a real country lifestyle that we weren't getting living in the city of Nashville. Although we still have a home there, we still go to Nashville often. I'm there at least once a month mm-hmm. because it's important to be there for our career, but yeah, it's a, it's important to achieve balance in any way that you can, but man, it's, it's hard. And there's many, many days that I struggle. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. One of Edmonton's favorite sons, as we speak with uh, Brett Kissel here on the Kevin Carey show on sports, 1440, one of Edmonton's favorite sons is Ryan Smith. So he yeah. moved down to Nashville several years ago. Have you bumped into Smitty down there a few times? I have. Yeah. A couple times. Uh, uh, Mike Fisher yes. was doing a celebrity shootout. Um, we we're shooting uh, clay pigeons. And mm-hmm. uh, so we go out to the Nashville gun club and we're shooting guns and everything like that. And he's got, all of the predators are there from Pecorine and Ryan Johansson. Matt Duchesne is there. Um, a bunch of alumni, uh, a, a bunch of superstars are there. But the guy that I was excited to hang out with and see was Ryan Smith. <laughs> yeah. And Smitty being in Nashville, a lot of Nashville Predators fans 
obviously don't realize the legacy that Ryan Smith, number 94, has had for the Edmonton Oilers and for Team Canada, being Captain Canada in so many ways. But he was the guy that I, I wanted to say hi to and visit with. So, yeah, Ryan, I, I know, is enjoying his time down there in uh, Brentwood, Franklin area in Tennessee. And, I mean, if you're living in Tennessee, it's, it's, it's a good life down there. Don't get me wrong. So it was nice to see uh, number 94. So you're going to Lloyd, and you've got the um, uh, New Year's Eve thing at River Creek. Yes. Anything else on the docket that you can kind of share with us? What uh, about some, do you, I mean, when you're writing songs and you're getting things yeah. together, how how long does that take you? Is it, can you just, you know, pen to paper and uh, notes to music, bang, 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 or are you, does it take a little for you to get it going? You know, a, a great question. Every song that I've ever written is, is completely different. Uh, they will come from different places. Inspiration will strike in many different ways. So for me, um, creating an album is a wonderful process. It's To me, it's also a very stressful process. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of anxiety trying to think about what the next record will be or what songs I'm going to select that are going to go out to the radio and and what these things will be. Um, But there was a song that came together over TikTok. Um, There's an artist named Cooper Allen who's huge on TikTok mm-hmm. and now he's selling tickets uh, you know, all, all, all across North America. He's got a big show coming up in October uh, in Midway. I think that's Friday, October the 27th, uh, right before the Heritage Classic is on that, uh, that Sunday of the 29th. And Cooper has like 9 million followers on TikTok now. He's done so, so well building a platform there. And he said, after doing one show in Canada, he says, I love Canadian country music. He was listening to Canadian country radio. And he says, I need to do something with a Canadian country artist. And he says, Brett Kessel hit me up. So I get on TikTok and I say, hey, well, what do you want to do? I said, I'm coming to Nashville next week. And we're not DMing. I I just go on to TikTok and say, hey, Cooper Allen, thanks for the shout out. Let's do something. So I went to Nashville the week after. He was in Nashville. He said, we should write. And we wrote a song called Two of Us, which we wrote that in like two hours. The two of us wrote a song. It's it's a duet of two guys meeting in a bar and realizing, hey, we both work hard, and hey, man, that makes two of us. You like cold beer? Yeah, that makes two of us. You right. like you know, throwing down on a Friday night? Hey, that makes two of us. And so we wrote this song. I played it for the CCMA Awards in our pitch meeting about what songs we're going to play on the show in Hamilton. They're like, we love that song. Let's get you and Cooper to debut it on the show. We're debuting it next Saturday. Cool. So sometimes things can happen really quick that you would have never predicted, but that's kind of the creative force that TikTok now is. Right. And if you get, you know, two uh, down home country boys together that we write a song and it might turn into something. <laughs> well, we wish you nothing but the best uh, in the next little bit. And I think all Oiler fans hope you sing about what, uh, Maybe a dozen playoff home games, maybe a little bit less, but you're yeah. four rounds of hey, playoffs next year. All I care about is 16 wins, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of insider information, yeah. That's if that's okay. Sure. Uh, we've had the McDavid family out to a couple shows this summer, and they've all said the same thing about Connor, and we've seen it in his eyes. I saw him at the NHL Awards. The guy's dialed. The guy's <laughs> been... Working you should out like be a crazy. hockey insider maybe for it's, us. It, it, it's unbelievable. In all of his conversations, all of his interviews, he keeps saying the same thing. We have unfinished business. Right. And the only time I've really seen that side come out of a, of a superstar is after Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche lost to, I believe, Vegas the year before they won the cup. McKinnon was angry all summer long. He really was. And he kept saying, unfinished business, unfinished business, unfinished business. And now, New Market Ontario's Connor McDavid is saying the exact same 
thing. All right. The guy's angry. Okay. And I love that chip on his shoulder. So I think we're going to have a big year here because uh, number 97 is not happy about how things went last year. Well, thanks for taking over as our hockey insider. And you might as well just stay at 8 o'clock to take over for Mark Spector when we go to him because no, you, I, you got more intel than Spector. No, Spec, Spec, Spec's the man. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you were on Spec's deck 10 I years was. ago. I was. That's how I got or my whatever, start. whatever, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for Spec's deck, I, 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 I wouldn't be where I am today. So you make sure you tell Mark that. I will. Well, he's up right off the top of the hour. Brett, thanks for coming in. Good luck uh, in Lloyd and good luck on New Year's Eve and uh, continued success. No, thanks, buddy. Okay, and uh, congrats on Sports 14. This is huge. Yeah, thanks for coming in. That's Brett Kissel. Uh, before we get to Mark Spector at the top of the hour, time now for a sports update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round Monday and Thursdays. Man, the season's right around the corner tomorrow night. KC in Detroit. And, of course, Sundays. And you could win a trip to watch your favorite sports team next year in the NFL. Here is the Duke, Brandon Douglas.